Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Bet on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. He is Drew Dinsick, also known as the Whale Capper. You can find him there on Twitter. He went like 10 and 1 yesterday. Good morning, <laughs> Drew. Uh, I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. I have nothing special to say. Nonetheless, we have a good show coming up for you today. We got Nick Costos. He's back with us to handicap closeout games for the Heat and Suns in their respective series, as well as spotlight some NFL games he has an eye on. I know there's some lines out there he's getting ready to attack for the upcoming season. And it's been a few weeks, but our guy Steve Letard is also going to join the show and break down not one, but two big races this weekend. And you got to stick around till the very end to hear our Edge of the Day, plus a lot more coming up here on Bet the Edge. Drew, good morning. Have a night, have a day yesterday between tennis, hockey, NBA. Uh, kudos to you. Fun show last night. We always yeah. joke there's only Wednesday on game time. You held your end of the yeah. bargain. Uh, Even the Rays. The Rays got to win. I'm off the schneid in baseball. Uh, wow. everything, is, everything is turning positive. It was uh, uh, it was a solid 24 hours, realistically. I can't complain about anything right now. And uh, my biggest position was the Milwaukee Bucks. And the end of that game was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was amazing. It was amazing. I honestly like Everyone that had bucks that I, you know, friends is chatting with, we were all right. basically just like, it, it just, anything but overtime. Just, it, just end this in, in regulation. Even if they lose, it, it's okay. Like, you know, anything not to I was blow scoring that the Celtics in 11 to 2 yeah. in the final, what, two minutes was extraordinary. Oh, it was unreal. Watching unreal. the end of that game, I was thinking about you and your yeah. play during that game. So let's break that down a little bit. That was your bigger position. So I want to go through both the NBA games. You went 2-0 on both your sides with the Grizzlies taking care of business. But the Bucks and the Celtics, game five, 74% of the spread handle did come in on the Milwaukee Bucks plus the points. Jay Croucher, head trader at points bet, probably um, said that as well, that that was going to come home. So what did you make of that game? And now how are you going to attack the next game? Oh, already there. Uh, already played a little bit uh, just it. in case the number got away. Um, you may think that my enthusiasm for the Bucks in game five would mean I would go back to the well with the Bucks in game six. Not so fast. Uh, it is a, oh, this is going seven. The margins between these two teams are so narrow. Uh, and I think that was proven last night. And really, mm-hmm. uh, the last two games, game four, Bucks go into the fourth quarter, comfortably ahead. Look like they're going to put up a 3-1 lead. Oh, no. Celtics come back and win comfortably. Uh, similar. And then they flip the script in game five. Um, you know, the amount of, you know, the amount of energy that the Bucks, Drew Holiday and Giannis in particular had to exert to get them to that position to win that game. If those guys come out flat in game six, I'm not going to be surprised. Celtics still have uh, a lot of depth and really like, like you said, the end series sequence 11 to two was kind of fluky. 
It really was. I mean, the Bucks got some really high degree of difficulty shots. Well, they trailed to go by down 14 and, with yeah. about 10 minutes to go. They actually outscored the Celtics 31 to 14 after yeah. that. So they, if they replay that game and that portion of the game 100 times, Celtics win 75% of them. Um, you know, so it was a little fluky that the Bucks ultimately got that win. I think that has created a little bit of a value here on in the market for the Celtics to come back okay. and win game six. I still think we are a long way, a, a long way away from knowing who ultimately you know moves on I'm all from this game series. Seven in that series. You did say the game would be decided in the final few minutes, and that's exactly what did happen. Let's talk about the next series, but not me, because gosh, was I dead wrong. <laughs> I'm the first one to admit it. Thank you. Goodness, I bet the Panthers, which I'm done betting hockey on the puck line. <laughs> that saved my night. Had a good night. Went to sleep feeling okay. The Warriors. I want you to tell me what you make of this Golden State team now having to play another game after getting demolished yeah. by the Grizzlies in Memphis last night. Picked apart. Picked apart. Uh, that was a real – I mean, the Warriors were the number one You had a no-sweat ticket. No, no sweat. Way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like an idiot not betting the alt spreads on that. You know, like it was that was a, a wild uh, lopsided win in favor of the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies now have the uh, advantage in just overall like points scored, you know, uh, over the balance of this series. And like if you squint hard enough and you watch the end of game one and you watch the end of game four. We're not that far away from the war, you know, Grizzlies ultimately having won this series four to one. <laughs> I know if situations are different, uh, the Warriors probably have a little bit different approach heading into that game last night. But boy, did they play flat. Um, a lot of the bravado and the, you know, energy that's, you know, Steph and company had at the end of game four uh, was pretty quickly snuffed mm -hmm. by the Warriors in game five. And um, honestly, uh, you know, there are a lot of red flags with this Warriors team. I think they probably, you know, I think they move on. I don't think they lose game six, but uh, they're giving us eight and a half points again. So, you know, the story right back to the well, back. Grizzlies again. I And we we were joking about this a lot. I was pretty surprised before the series started. Party. Like pe mm -hmm. people could not believe the price that you got for the Grizzlies on this, you know, before the series started. And we made a strong case to a lot of people with big bankrolls, like, "Hey, just bet the Grizzlies every game. Like there is a very realistic chance that they go six and one against the spread in this series and ultimately lose. Like that is on the table. Like you right. do not want to be case multiple times. Yeah. There's different ways. There's different ways to make a good bet on this series. And the, clearly the bet has been just take the points with the Grizzlies at every opportunity. So back to the well game. Back six. to the well you go. It was pretty insane. I saw this. This was the fifth largest postseason loss for the Golden State Warriors in franchise history trailed by 27 and a half trailed by as much as 55 points during the game. So pretty extraordinary loss. And you took the points. You'll go back to the well for the Grizz in game six. Yep. Weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Padres facing off against the Braves in Atlanta on Sunday, May 15th at 1130 a.m. Eastern, live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB. Plus, if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em contest. I took a second there looking. Who is number 82? That's not a real number on a player. I like those too. For my purposes, I'm not sure. I'm showing it right now. 82 is a weird one. <laughs> I don't even know where that stock photo came I from. I know. I, it's, yeah. It's a baseball model. Nonetheless, we move on. Um, you said you're off the schneid. You got a baseball win last night. But... We got to go back to the NBA. We have our guy, Nick Costo, standing by from You Better You Bet. Nick, love having you on. We're very appreciative. New background, taking the time. All green. I'd like to think that you've got 
bet the Bucks last night as well, but I guess you could be wearing Celtics colors if not. Um, I want to get into the Heat 76ers. I am a Heat fan. I think you know that. And I'm rooting for them. I've been kind of off and on with this series, getting lucky. I like the Heat last game. I truthfully have not bet this game. I don't know what to do with the Sixers back at home. They're favored by two and a half. Totals come down a little bit. Looking at 207, this was open at 207 and a half. Do you have a play on this game or is this a series bet that you already have so you're sitting out? By the way, did have great to be on with you guys. Did have the Bucks last night, which is really awesome. Um, nice. I do have I do have series bets on Miami. I was lucky enough um, when uh, when the MB news got announced, um, and like a bunch of bunch of places kept it up for a while, which was awesome. So I'm sitting on a bunch of minus one eighty five on the Heat to win the series. That'd be really great if they were able to not blow this in seven and be able to win the series. I, I love the more. Yeah, I would say I like Miami tonight. I don't love I I I love a bet in the other game, the Phoenix Dallas game tonight. I like Miami a little bit. And for me, it just kind of like it comes down to trust. Like, is it within the realm of possibility that James Harden turns back the clock, like maybe rejuvenated by a trip to Tootsie's, you know, following game number five and he plays great tonight and like he did in game number four? It's possible. Is it possible Joel Embiid, you know, is maybe feeling the effects of the concussion and the orbital fracture and, you know, got hit in the face with the, with the ball in game number five and maybe he's a little more aggressive, gets the line a little more tonight? It's possible Maxi could drop 30 points tonight. It's possible Doc Rivers could have a great game plan. It's possible. Do I want to count on these things happening or put my money on it? I don't. Like, I have more faith in the Heat. You know, Jimmy Butler, you know, radiating with confidence after game five in the uh, the on-court interview with Chris Haynes on TNT, said, you know, like, if we play the type of defense we played tonight in game six, like, we will win. I see no reason why they wouldn't do that. And I have more faith in that happening than in any of the things that I rattled off before happening. So I wouldn't say I love it. I wouldn't be shocked if the Sixers won. I'd be shocked if they won the series. I think if it goes to seven, I think Miami will take care of business at home. But I do like Miami tonight. I don't love it, but I do like the Heat tonight. Yeah, of those of that list you uh, rattled off, I think the last one, Doc Rivers having a good game plan was the toughest sell uh, for me. Um, but that's fine. Um, I, I personally, I, I'm going to go to war with the Sixers. It's a weak case, but uh, I have, I'm trying to defend a pretty... There's a prop I like in this game we'll talk about later. Okay, all right, good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not saying I love the game, so like, you could yeah. be right. Like I don't love yeah. Miami tonight. If I had I guess, to bet the game, I would bet the Heat. I guess if I... And I'll I'll use this to transition to the next game, but like if I watch rewatched game fives, it felt like Philly would just came out flat. Like that was a... The loss was on them, much more than Miami kind of having solved Philly broadly. Yeah, they've never done that in a big spot at home before. <laughs> That's... Fair point. To be, um, fair, to be fair, they were good in games three and four, obviously in this series. So, to be fair, yeah, you, this, like said, this series. This right. series. I'm not like were. I'm not uber confident in it, so you could. Yeah, I'm not trying but, to make it like I like love the bet. On my yeah, no worries, no worries. Either way, the um, it didn't really feel. There's still some solving to do for Miami to get past Philly, in my opinion. But it did feel like Phoenix solved the the Mavericks because the Mavericks were coming out and they were playing a feisty game that first quarter shots were going down uh you know Luca was playing with a little swagger and then Monty Williams makes a couple adjustments at halftime and it was literally just you know sweep the leg it was incredible to watch the Suns play that well do you think they carry that momentum back to Dallas or is this a situation where uh the market is sleeping on a Mavericks team that was laying two points last time this game was played in Dallas yeah, I mean, no mercy. The surgical Suns of the second <laughs> half sweeping the leg. Um, it was awesome to watch. Uh, I love the Suns tonight. Love. 
Um, so like I, I like Miami a little bit, whatever. Like I'll bet the game because I like to bet. But like I don't <laughs> I don't love it. Um, I absolutely love the Phoenix Suns tonight. I think you're right that Phoenix kind of solved Dallas. And you know, I had a moment watching the game and I was like really tired the other night. I was like, can this please be a blowout? And at the end of the first quarter, I think Dallas ended the first quarter up three. Yes. And Devin Booker walks to, I don't know, what do they call him that? The sideline, whatever. And and he's got this huge like bleep eating grin on his face like the cheshire cat and i'm thinking like <laughs> phoenix is gonna kill them like phoenix is definitely gonna win this game and not only did they win in dominant fashion ended up winning the game by 30 but won the game in dominant fashion in a game where chris paul gave you nothing offensively like scored seven points in the game like back-to-back -back offensive duds for him and i look at this game tonight and i think this is a chris paul game likely at the end of the game where he does like his kobe bryant impersonation and kind of takes over you know what you're going to get from booker and maybe and i know he did it to a degree last year and this is narrative -y, but I kind of like this stuff. Like, it kind of feels like this is Devin Booker's, like, ascension into rarefied air, potentially sure. here over the course of the rest of this postseason. So, I love the Suns tonight. I absolutely think they get it done. Um, it's actually probably, like, my favorite bet of the next couple nights, like, in any sport, would be the Suns coming up tonight, laying the two. So, Drew, I will ride with you with Chris Paul, okay. Devin Booker, and the Suns, I think, ending the uh, the ride of Luka Doncic and the Mavs. Okay, we, we, we agree on that, but I would say just be prepared to sweat it into the fourth quarter. Cause I, this does feel, uh, you know, Mavericks have played a lot better defensively at home. I can't explain it, but, the, um, but they're going to try and like, yeah. and Lucas saying after the game, they're going to try and like up the pace, like Phoenix control the pace. Like great. Like up the pace. Phoenix is going to score 125 points. Yeah. My probably opinion. wouldn't be the best game plan. No, totally. Dallas does have the advantage at home and the home team has won every game in this series. You mentioned Devin Booker having the smile, the grin into the, the first quarter, putting up 27 points per game on average in this series. So it'll be fun to see how this one plays out. I like the Suns too. Been on the Suns, and obviously we know Drew has quite a, a nice. What would I say? This forecast and outlook on this Suns team, the twenty to one ticket he's been riding. So we look forward to seeing them hopefully in the Western Conference Finals and get it done. But we talked a little bit off air, Nick, with the Warriors, and if they happen to move past and it's a Warriors Suns potential meetup, how do you see that series playing out? I think the Suns are going to beat the you-know-what out of them in that series. And I, I don't want to, like, go on record saying I think they're going to sweep or, like, win in five. Like, the Warriors have Hall of Famers on their roster and a Hall of Fame head coach. So I don't think Phoenix is going to, like, walk over them. But I'm curious what that series price is going to open up at. And if it's, like, a decent enough number, I'm just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet the Suns. I get the vibe with Golden State that this is, like, not, like, a serious team and kind of like a team that's kind of, like, you know, coasting off the laurels of what they've done in the past. Like, Draymond, this is shows, man. Like, I turn 39 next month. I'm I'm officially old enough that not only do I not know what things like this are, like the whoop that trick, but I don't even want to look it up. <laughs> and if I tried to look it up, I would come across even less cool than I actually am. So, like, I don't know what it means, but Draymond's, like, waving the thing. I get it. Like, I understand. They've been there. They've done that. Also, like, I, I just think that I think the Suns are going to beat the hell out of them. Like, I don't think Golden State's taking this as seriously as they should. And I'm not there in the locker room to know that. It's me from afar saying that. I also think the Suns are just a better basketball team. So I'm seeing uh, your producer right in the chat. Like, if it's going to be Phoenix minus 125, I mean, please. And like, that is what Jay, that is what Jay yesterday, last night on the show, we asked about a potential series price. Suns minus 125 versus the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, give me the Suns. 
Yeah, I'm, I per- yeah, I make it minus 160. I think market's going to be around minus 120. Um, and obviously, I don't think I'm going to double down. I have so much equity at this point. I just I bet it up to like minus 180. Like I, I love the Suns at a potential series. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, you don't you at least you're genuine. You don't know what what that trick is, but you know what? Uh, there is no one cornier in the in the universe than Steph Curry pretending to be tough and saying that they were going to whoop that trick and then Aren't going they and annoying? doing what that. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm just, a long time ex- Golden State just hater. Extreme corniness like yeah, my they goodness suck. i hate yeah. it. i just i've <laughs> yeah. always despised yeah. the team Even Ever since 2000, yeah. i didn't know where you were going with i'm a long time so i was like is he gonna say he's a long time golden state like backer no, no i hate you <laughs> in 2015 when they won the title when kevin love and kyrie irving got hurt the first warriors cab series and golden state was celebrating like they slayed the dragon it's like congratulations you basically beat lebron and booby gibson and zildrana and zildrana Solgowskis after the two other best players on the team got hurt i've despised the warriors since then i cheered like the giants won the Super Bowl when the Cavs came back from 3-1 down in 2016. So I, the Warriors can't lose enough to make me happy. So like, let's go Suns for multiple reasons coming up in the next one. All right. Well, let's not jinx them anymore. Suns still got a long way to go. There's a lot. Of, there's a long way to go. Imagine um, we had like, like divine power over things like that. You got the Rams also, man. Like, I feel like you're going to get Phoenix too. Couldn't agree more. You got a Couldn't agree to go. more, but he knocks on games left. There's a lot of games left. Okay. A lot of games left. Um, Nick, I'm curious. Uh, I know that you guys have an awesome process when it comes to um, thinking forward about the way that the you know, NFL season is going to play out this year. And we're starting to get some leaks. Uh, we're starting to know some of the actual games, the weeks they'll be played, and some of the matchups in particular. And in fact, market's already going up uh, for a couple of these games. I'm curious. Have you thought, you know, have you kind of circled any uh, that you've seen so far that are leaks and made numbers that you think are already off market? Bro, I host 20 hours of content a week. <laughs> Come on, man. Of course. Even if I didn't want to, out of necessity, I would have to. But I love it. It's my favorite thing. It's the okay, thing okay. that I'm into. What are your top now. 20 tw- top twenty locks for the 2022 NFL season? Ready? Uh, I'll, give you, I'll, give you, I'll give you a couple. Um, just lines that I think are wrong. And the, I, could, it's, I could be wrong about all this stuff. I don't think I am. Uh, Bills, Titans, week two, Monday Night Football. First of the doubleheader. Eagles, Vikings following that. That line looks good to me. I think it should be two and a half. It's two and a half. Great. Uh the Bills are like minus 7.25 against the Titans, meaning it's like seven and a half, but way juiced uh, towards mm-hmm. Tennessee plus seven and a half. Um, yeah, Bills minus seven is wrong. The Bills were six on the road at the Titans on Monday Night Football last season. Understand that was earlier in the season. And like, maybe you want to say Tennessee better as the season moves along. I think the Titans are worse heading into the year than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Like, probably the Bills about equal. Maybe you could make the case that they're worse, but I don't think that's based on anything other than what we think might happen. Like nothing on the field. Like, what do you think Brian Dable's theoretical value is? No one knows. We're not going to know until the games are played. So maybe that's true. I just wouldn't factor it into my personal handicapping here. I think the Bills should be like 10 in that game against Tennessee and worse nine and a half. So like if it was like seven and a half, I'd be like, okay, I can understand that. Maybe it shouldn't be 10, although we could have that conversation. Seven is just wrong. So like, you know, maybe Josh Allen gets hurt and like the bet is shot to smithereens. It's not like you can bet a lot on it anyway, right now with limits being really low, but that numbers uh, looks, looks pretty wrong to me. Bills and Titans in week two, another one in week two that looks wrong to me. How can the Chiefs be less than three at home against the Chargers? And it's like 2.75. It's the opening Thursday night game, the first game on Amazon. Uh It's 2.5, like minus 120 for Kansas City. So close to three. Like, really? Like, I like the Chargers. I understand kind of being down on Kansas City. We're going to open up a number with Kansas City less than three at home against the Chargers. Like, no, I disagree with that. I feel like the market will eventually disagree. Not that the Chargers can or won't cover or win, just that I think it's wrong. A couple other ones quickly. Um, And... This is more of just fun conversational stuff and like thinking about teams because you'd never bet on a game on Christmas. Like Rams and Broncos on Christmas Day in Los Angeles. The Rams are less than three right now. 
Like, no way. Just like, no. Like, too much credit for the Broncos. Rams have to be more than three in that game. It's two and a half. I disagree with the spread in the Packers-Cowboys game in week, uh, that's week 10 on November 13th. McCarthy going back to Lambeau. Green Bay's four and a half. I, I think the number should be three and a half at most. Not that it's like a tremendous difference, but I'd probably take the points with Dallas there. It's just like a, a couple games that I'm targeting. And tonight, when we have the full schedule reveal, mm-hmm. which is like a holiday, it's like Christmas in May. Absolutely love it. Um, Next on Monday, because I'm off tomorrow from You Better You Bet on Monday, I will have hashtag Nick's numbers, projected spreads for every single game in week number one, do a little market comparison, see where I'm off. And just because I'm off or like the numbers are different doesn't mean like the market's right. And Drew, I know you know this, but a huge like misnomer, like Vegas knows. I don't think <laughs> Vegas knows anything. The, the people that know are the people that bet a lot of money into these things and move the numbers. So yeah, just yeah. because a number is something in the market doesn't mean it's definitely right. Doesn't mean yeah. I'm right either, but just saying it doesn't I think mean with the, the games, I think with the games you discussed though, we'll see movement in your direction, especially for the earlier weeks, the week twos. So yeah. we look forward to listening on Monday to Nick's numbers and seeing exactly after the schedule release where you go and we could play some limits. Also real quick, what Vegas knows is that they're going to take a couple of million dollars in handle on Sunday morning when the num- when the market is dead fair that's what <laughs> exactly they that's what they right. know that's, that's what exactly they know right. they'll have lower limits in the market people will tell them where the numbers should be and then they'll yeah. move it and then everyone will bet into what the number actually should be that's what Brilliant. they know yeah <laughs> i look forward to breaking that down every single week we're all ready for the nfl season already yes. we know that much hey nick's on twitter at the costos and you can check him and ken barkley we love having on the show as well on you better you bet that's three to seven eastern during the week nick thank you so much enjoy your day off tomorrow really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Wishing you guys and all your great viewers, minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Let's go Suns tonight. Get a big win and a close oh, out in game six. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited, must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, one 888 
532-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. We have a very special edition of A Good Football Show following the NFL schedule release. That's tonight, Thursday night. So join Drew Densick, Pat Darty, Pat Crane, and myself tomorrow, Friday at noon Eastern, as we dig into marquee matchups, analyze team win totals, and handicap division champion markets. So excited for the NFL schedule release. And Steve Letard, who's joining us now, I know he is as well. He's a better himself. And that's where I want to begin, Steve. We're, we're looking forward to the schedule release. Everything's a production with the NFL. It's going to be fun to watch and see this whole thing come out and digest the schedule for next season. Is there Are there any NFL teams? I know you're a Patriots fan, but are there any NFL teams right now that are super intriguing to you that you're looking in the win total market now and after the schedule release? So I, maybe it's I'm a fan. Maybe it's because I follow them the most. But I think the Patriots are being disrespected at eight and a half. I mean, I think that the season's deep enough. I think too much is being played into the blowout loss to the Bills. Look, it was disappointing, but it was the end of the year. Their quarterback is young. Their coach is excellent. They're going to continue to get better. I think Mac Jones has perhaps the most potential over the next 10 years because the type of game he plays. I don't think you're going to see a lot of injuries. I think he has a coaching staff around him. Um, and just because of the off-the-wall NFL draft pick that I had to Google to find out who they got because I didn't recognize the name <laughs> is just enough reason that eight and a half is a reachable number. So I like the Pats over, and I'll double down on the Pats at plus 425 to win the division. Can they beat the Bills? They cannot. But they can beat a Josh Allen missing from the Bills. I will bet against a Josh Allen perhaps injury, getting four times my money. If the Bills have an issue, it's Pats all the way in the division. That's not crazy to me. And it does. If you're right, if that's if it's literally people have a bad taste in their mouth from that playoff loss, then that doesn't seem right. Dude, they hate the Patriots. Even the handicappers hate the Patriots. There's so much scar tissue for so long. I am the obnoxious Red Sox fan, the obnoxious Cats fan. Luckily, I didn't bet with my heart on the awful Red Sox. Don't get me there. But I am going to bet with my heart, my wallet, and my brain on the Patriots. Okay. okay. Well. I'm taking some spots on Celtics uh, as well to win this series. Plus 212 looks like a good bet to me. So we'll, we'll ride a little bit of uh, uh, New, England, uh, New England karma there. Um, as we pivot to the Grand Prix coming up this weekend on NBC. Ooh, Saturday on NBC. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. going to be fun. Um, the, uh, of course, the GMR Grand Prix uh, is, uh, you know, is going to be um, a very exciting race. And if you haven't, actually, if you have gotten a taste for uh, the open wheel racing due to the F1, I personally think IndyCar is more entertaining because of the push to pass. That's just me. Um, and uh, the Long Breeze Grand Prix I got to see in person this year was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, what are some of the things the handicappers or, or uh, even just the, the viewers, fans need to know coming up on this race? You mentioned it. F1 was just in Miami. It was an unbelievable event. And I'm leaning towards a former F1 driver. It's IndyCars. It's May. It's the month of May. We'll get to the big track later. In a week, they'll be qualifying. Two weeks, they'll be, or three weeks, they'll be the Indy 500. This week, the Grand Prix is the road course at Indianapolis. And I think there's value on the board. Roman Grosjean, he is 10 to 1 in most books. He's a Formula One uh, veteran. He's raced open wheel. He moved to IndyCar. He drives for Andretti Autosport. I think that's a bad value in the bookmakers. Everybody gives his young teammate credit as the favorite, perhaps he is, but he doesn't know how to finish races like Grosjean. 
I think Grosjean is my pick. Plus, I'm getting 10 to 1 of my money. I love that. I'll also throw in a little bit longer shot. I have Renus VK as well. Um, when I look at points bet, they don't even have Grosjean listed. I think that's a, a miss. I think it'll mm-hmm. show up later in the week. Um, and I believe that Grosjean is going to be very, very good. I like Renus VK as the other. Call it a long shot at 13 to 1. But it is. It's the month of May. It's going to be spectacular. I'd also lean back and say, look, if you like someone, a veteran at the Indianapolis 500, get your bets in early. Because I believe with practice and qualifying, the veterans' lines will all drop. So uh, it's going to be an exciting time. It's an exciting time for IndyCar racing. And it's an exciting time for racing. We also have a big NASCAR race this weekend. Well, yeah, and also especially with people just getting more involved in betting more racing, you're going to see these odds move more dramatically early on. So let's get involved. But you mentioned NASCAR. I'm excited to pick your brain on the Advent Health 400. I looked this morning, looked through some of the odds. I was a little surprised to see Kyle Larson. I believe he's around 7-1, to one, just because it has been more of a roller coaster year for him. He finished 36th last week. So when you look at maybe Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, some other favorites, is this a race you're looking for? to attack consistent favorites or kind of similar to what you normally say there's value down the board? I'm tagging out on the favorites. I think these high-speed tracks and this new next-gen car is very hard to predict. We saw the favorites as we discussed at some of the short tracks at Richmond, Mm -hmm. but every time we go to a high-speed event, it seems like a little bit of the unknown. The name on the board that everybody keeps talking about is Tyler Reddick. I don't love him at 16 to 1, but I think he's going to be great in practice. So if you believe the hype that this young man will get his first win at a low-grip racetrack like Kansas, Tyler Reddick is your bet. Get him now because I think his odds are only going to drop over the weekend. William Byron, I think he's missed. He's down the board at 10 to 1. He had Darlington 1, a low grip racetrack, until moved out of the way a week ago by Joe Logano. I like him as one of the favorites. And then I'll give you one long shot. Everyone likes a long shot. Austin Dillon. I think he's off the radar. He's driving a Chevrolet. The Chevrolets have been good. He has found success at mile and a half in his in his history. I have him as a long shot. I was thinking 20 to 30 to one points that has him 70 to one drew. So when you're talking about a long shot to cheer, I just think 70 to one is too much to ignore later in the week. You're going to see some top five, top tens. I'm telling you, if that's what points bet puts a value on Austin Dillon, his top five and top 10 market is an absolute hammer. There's no reason he shouldn't run inside at least the top 10. Love those looks. Grosjean and Dylan sounds like a, uh, a fun way to, uh, to spice up the motor racing card for the weekend. Um, PGA championship on the horizon. No, you're a golf guy. Do you have any early thoughts on the way that this course at Southern Hills breaks for these golfers? And can anyone stop Scotty Scheffler, who is now the true blue world number one? You know, I hate to ride the favorite, but until someone proves to me that they can just beat the ho-hum Scotty Scheffler, ho-hum, I'm going to beat you for four days in Augusta, ho-hum, I'm going to hit probably one of the best chips ever on the front nine in Augusta and walk up there with a grin, can't believe I stole the money. He, he's the guy. I, look, this course is going to be firm. It's going to be fast. And he just has the best ball striking currently. He does everything well. His short game is completely underrated. We saw it at Augusta. These greens are going to be hard to hold. The balls are going to be all over the place, rolling off a little bit of these turlac greens. So I think he's the favorite for all the right reasons. I don't believe in the ROM, the McElroy. You're paying for names. They're okay, but they're, they're not that. If it isn't Scotty Scheffler, it's down the field. It's a Brooks Kepka back from injury. Uh, it's you know a Max Homa with a surprise win who says he's finally going to play good in a major. It, it, I'm definitely betting the favorite. Scotty Scheffler, but then I'm jumping completely off this leaderboard before I find another bet. 
He went from 45 to wow. one. Now, obviously, he's the favorite 12 to one with his recent form of play, Scotty Scheffler. It's hard not to like his game right now. And he's a top liability at points bet for the PGA Championship next week. It's Scotty Scheffler. He's bet, obviously, down to 12 to one. Then it's Taylor Gooch at 100 to one. And Patrick Cantley, 20 to one. Those guys getting a lot of action. So <laughs> look forward to that next week. And of course, seeing if Scotty Scheffler can get it done, keep making people some money. Steve's on Twitter at Steve Latart. He gives us a unique look every single week how he's attacking betting markets here on Bet the Edge. And also, don't forget to check him out on NASCAR Motor Mouse. That airs Monday and Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. Steve, thank you so much. Appreciate y'all having me. Thank you. Now, speaking of this weekend, the NBC Sports Predictor app is giving you a chance to win $5,000 on the Billboard Music Awards Sunday night. The contest is free, super easy to play. Just go to the special contest section and click on the red carpet pick image. And here's some of the categories, okay? Top artist and then top Billboard 200 album. For the top artist, we have Doja Cat, Drake, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd. I got to say, the album, Adele 30, that gets my vote. That gets my vote. I'll just say it. Are you, you're a music guy, Drew. I know you really handicap the Oscars in different markets, but whew, top artist. Yeah. Album, that's fun for me. I don't, I don't know who's going to win top artist. I like Adele with 30. Her album was phenomenal. I don't disagree with that. That was a good one. Uh, I, it's tough. I mean, a good one. I almost cry. I put it on the car and I want to cry. If you, if you hold it up to 25, it's definitely in the shadow. Uh, 25 was a masterpiece. Uh, 30 was very good. Um, there's a couple of high, high, there's a couple of high spots. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, my guys for the billboard awards, uh, they're expecting Olivia Rodrigo sweep here. Um, I don't know if the angle is like, they're trying to go for a younger demo. Um, huh. but I think, uh, Olivia top artist and Olivia sour top album, uh, is a, is a fair play right. if you can find those. Yeah. Wow. That's what I'm hearing. I like Drake top artist. I don't think he wins the weekend. Wouldn't agree with that either. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess I'll side with your guys with Olivia Rodrigo. I don't even know her music that much. But anyway, I think I'm, I think we'll have the age group nonetheless. Apparently this, apparently this show's not for us. I, I guess. Whatever. I you know what? Everyone just get involved. It's $5,000 to win. I guess I'm going to take Olivia Rodrigo because Drew's guys and Drew is a guy for everything. Say that. All right. The only guy's opinion I want in this play right now is yours. And that's why people are listening. It's edge of the day. an NBA playoff day on this Thursday. What are we betting? So we kind of teased it. Uh, I do think the Suns solved the Mavericks. Very, very hopeful that they can slam the door there. Um, I'm going to be sweating that one, regardless of having a bet on that game. Uh, the other game, I'm going to take a little bit of a defensive position here. So um, when it was pretty apparent to those of us in the know that uh, Joel Embiid was going to miss at least the first couple of games of the Heat series, I got a little over my skis betting some Heat series prices. And now I'm going to play a little bit of defense. I'm going to cover my stake. But I do think that there is some rationale behind betting the Sixers tonight beyond just Right, like um, if you weren't involved with the here. futures market, people who are looking yeah. at this game, do you still recommend? I, I still think it's worth a bet. Play on the Sixers? Okay. I still think it's worth a bet. I think what we've seen so far in this series has been much more about Philadelphia than it has been about Miami. And what I mean by that is Miami is just coming out and doing their job. Like they're just, you know, they're, they are, it's been a very workmanlike series for them. They're just, everybody's do roles and responsibilities known well, like let's just go do our jobs. What we've seen in terms of covering the spread or over or under performance has been entirely revolved around Sixers either kind of showing up and you know coming in with a you know a solid effort or 
you know, just absolutely laying an egg like they did in game five. And I think because of that, there's really not like a clear, you know, uh, an angle that the Heat can attack in this game uh, in the same way that, uh, you know, that they were able to get it done in game five. So I think this is going to be a, a seven game series here. Ultimately, I do still think the Heat move on. Um, and, uh, you know, I, we haven't seen uh, a game seven yet in these playoffs. I'm hopeful we finally do see one at some point here. Um, I think Celtics is definitely heading there. As I mentioned, I think Celtics, I are, Celtics a fair play on the money line for game six. I think Celtics series bets are a good bet at plus 200 right now. But um, yes, the, uh, the the Sixers, I think, do force a game seven. Uh, and I think uh, that's going to be uh, one of the all-time underlooks uh, of these playoffs if they open that total in the uh, I mean it, not it wouldn't be as good as what we could have had if we had a game seven between Milwaukee and Memphis that's one that got away that I'll forever kind of regret not getting to see what that price opened at um, these have been low totals anyway uh, in this series and I don't know how much lower they can go um, but uh, yeah I think realistically Sixers get the win here I think they covered the two uh, or I laid the two uh, I think you can still find twos out there in the market even though this is starting to catch a little game day steam here um, there's not a clear way to stop mm -hmm. Joel Embiid, particularly in the post, uh, you know, and realistically, if you look at how the Heat have done well offensively in these games, it's been some contributions from some players that I don't think you're really counting on every time you roll out the squad. Uh, Max Struess, nice player, but is he going to make another 5-3? Uh, we'll see. Um, so I think, you know, this, this should be a competitive game. Um, and uh, if, you know, this is those of us on Heat series. This is a win-win, as far as I could tell you. Uh, if the Sixers manage to win and not cover two, um, that's going to sting. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but I think realistically, uh, Sixers presumably come out strong, get a you know generate a pretty decent lead into halftime, and then mm -hmm. the Heat pack it up and, and prepare for Game Seven. Okay, let's roll in some comments coming in throughout the show. No, oh, Jay Money. well, My ego boots from Jay Money. Okay. Gotta love that. Jay well, and I go back years. I love Jay. Watch. He watches our show. He's involved yeah. and obviously loves betting the NBA as well. But let's get to my edge of the day, Jay. I hope you like it as well. TBD. You talked about Joel Embiid, so I'm not really sure if you're going to like my under here. And by the way, I'm taking the under for his point total sitting at 25 and a half in our model with NBC Sports Edge projecting 20.9 points. So I do like to see that. 88% of the bet count at points, but coming in on the over. So that's okay. I could fade the public today. Um, for the Sixers and Joel Embiid, the reason I like this play, it's not that I don't think they can win. It's that he's dealing with his thumb sprain. He has the face mask. This guy has been dealing with injuries throughout the last three games. It's not that he isn't bad. Battling, but the Miami Heat defense has been able to take care of him and hold him to 20 points per game on average over the last three games. I think 25 and a half is just a little too inflated. I know it's a must-win game in Philly. I understand your reasoning for liking Philadelphia, but I think with the two game scenarios that I played out in my head when looking at this game, for a Sixers win, and as you've said, the Heat are probably missing a lot of shots, and they have been doing that quite a bit, and their bench players don't step up the way they have been. And Joel Embiid plays about 30 to 35 minutes, saves some energy for game seven. On the other side, it's a heat win, and that's because of their defense being able to control Joel Embiid. They're suffocating. They keep him in check, and the heat wrap it up, and obviously they're not going to play Joel to the very end dealing with all these injuries. So for that reason, I like Embiid going under 25 and a half points. I know that's kind of a, a play contrary to what people are betting, but it's my favorite look for today. Yeah, I think your handicap is sound. You basically have three paths of, you know, three three game states here. Right. A, you know, a, a heat win because of the defense, uh, you know, a, a Sixers blowout where Embiid does not play much of the fourth quarter. Both of those are good for you. 
the only, exactly. you know, the only, uh, the, the narrow kind of uh, game is close and beat is getting to the free throw line 15 times. That's the one that uh, you're, you're sweating a little bit here, but uh, at that kind of a price, I think that's a fair. And to be completely play. honest, I don't think yeah. it's a close game. I think we're going to see like kind of end of the fourth, like, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter, someone's pulled away. And you're saving it for game seven. We point. haven't seen a close game in this series, right? They've no. basically all been no. pretty lopsided here. So Correct. the home teams have really just had a crazy advantage. So we'll see how this one plays out. I'm excited. I know we're rooting for the Suns as well. And for your Sixers, I guess I can let you get the win there. I don't know. You think want to keep as well. So that's okay. We're rooting Joel Embiid. He can have a game to stay under 25 and a half. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Sarah, we just want an opportunity to bet against James Harden three point made in a game seven in Miami. Like that's all we want. What? Why? You think he has a? Think he's doing other stuff in Miami? Hey, we no, got. No, I just think one. you know we 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 know what's going to happen. We know he's going to go two for eleven in game seven in Miami. Like that, it's already written in the stars. You're going to look at the over the for tonight and then just play yeah. the under in game seven. Yeah, yeah. For Harden's exactly. props. That's a good yeah. one. Hey, yeah. comments coming in on the Billboard Music Awards. <laughs> Okay. Rodrigo Steam won some big awards at Grammys too. Holt, thanks oh, for chiming nice. in because I have no idea how that market is going to play out. But I'll get involved in the predictor contest because free to play and you could win some cash. That's how we wrap up today's show. Tomorrow it's going to be around 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Eastern on a good football show. We're going to break down the NFL schedule release with myself and Drew Pat Darty Pat Gray, and that's going to be a fun one. So thanks for joining us here on Bet the Edge all week long. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. Until then. Best of luck with all your bets. Enjoy the rest of your day. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 